Welcome guys to Wisdom's Echo, this is Stephen McKee and today I want to talk about don't settle, not settling because there is just so much more and sometimes we can think because maybe we're getting incredible revelation, we're moving in streams or really moving in the mystical realm, we think sometimes we've arrived or at least we think we're doing better than maybe previous generations or doing greater things but I want to say we cannot settle don't ever settle because what we've got is nothing compared to what God wants to do and actually if I'm honest a lot of it is nothing compared to to what previous generations walked in we're in this tension between the past and the future and God has taken us into something greater than the past, greater than anything we've ever seen. No eye has seen, no ear has heard what God has prepared for those who love him. But I'm not sure we are walking in it. And I think there can be a false finishing line where we think we're walking in great um, mature sunshine. We think we're walking in something that's beyond previous generations. But when you actually look at some of the stuff that happened in previous generations, like here in Scotland and Ireland and Wales and parts of England, we had the Celtic saints. And when you look at what they did compared to what we have done, we are actually not even at the beginning line. Like I've, I've gave many instances in the past, like for example, the Druids would challenge um, St. Patrick and they did all these things just like Elijah where they were the one of the druids brought the snow and then St. Patrick melted the snow and it was like a uh, a showdown between who is who's God's real, who is the real God, who is the the God of Elijah, who is the God of St. Patrick, who is the real God of the, the universe and the multiverse. It was a showdown of power and authority. And St. Patrick got fed up with the showdown because they had did enough and he actually said, you know what? Just put the druid in a hut. Put me in a hut. Set it on fire. And then see what happens. See whose God is God. He actually told them to put him in a fire, in a hut, and set it ablaze. So they did. And obviously the druid was burned to death. And St. Patrick, not even a... Nothing. No smoking on him. Nothing like the three Hebrew boys. He was totally unhurt and the fire did not touch him. Like these were the kind of signs and wonders and miracles that these guys did. And I'm not sure we are doing anything like that. And I, I think we need to be careful we don't get proud thinking we are achieving all this stuff, doing all this stuff. And a lot of it isn't even real. A lot of it is in their imagination. Like I heard Ian Clayton speak at a, a recent conference and he was saying the same thing, like how much of it is actually materialised, like something is birthed into the natural realm where we can see the actual fruit of what is happening. And I just want to challenge that we cannot settle, like we cannot settle for even what I'm talking about, the Celtic saint era and what they walked in. But I tell you what, we cannot be proud to think that we're walking in more than what they had either. Because they had so many incredible miracles, signs, wonders. Like St. Columba would change a whole nation, basically Scotland. I mean, he, he was sent to a people group called the Picts, who were barbaric. And he had no fear. 
and he went to I actually forget the name of the place, but it was it was like a surrounded by a walls and a great gate, and 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 the the king in this place was like the leader of the whole region, and Saint Columba walks up, marches up. It's like walking to the White House or somewhere that's guarded and security and all of that. He marches up, raises up his staff, and the gates swing wide open, like supernaturally. And he walks straight in and preaches. And they can't touch him, they can't harm him. And they realise he has got authority. Who is this man? It's almost like watching Gandalf, Gandalf or whatever his name is in, in Lord of the Rings. It's like... They had power, they had authority in their day that we don't seem to have. But yet, we're in danger of thinking we've got all this stuff happening. And there is some stuff happening. But what I'm saying is, don't settle. If we can see stuff that happened in the past through the Celtic saints and and some of the revivals that I will mention, then we can have at least that and more. We mustn't think too highly of ourselves. Actually, we mustn't think too highly of ourselves. We mustn't think too highly of where we're at. Whether it's a movement, whether it's a church, whether whatever we're part of, whatever body of people, group of people we're part of, we mustn't settle. And in these days, I just feel such an unsettledness, like a divine dissatisfaction that God has released because nothing, nothing I'm seeing is satisfying me at all. And even... My own, where I'm walking in, where I'm functioning in. Every now and again you see something happen and it's great. But I also see a lot of pain round about as I've seen a lot of people who've got maybe various sicknesses and diseases and difficulties. And and sometimes the answer has not come. The people are still sick. People are still, the people have died round about as friends I went to school with. And I am dissatisfied and I, I know that it's the Lord, and I think you should be dissatisfied with where we are at. Don't settle thinking revelation and just knowledge is enough. Just revelation and knowledge is not enough. It must have fruit. Like, there's no way that revelation is just given so that we just get puffed up with knowledge. And do you know what? In my travels around the world, I have met people, I've met a lot of amazing people, mostly. But I also meet people who are puffed up with knowledge. They think that knowing about the heavenlies, or knowing about the courtrooms, or knowing about the the councils, or knowing all these things, whatever it might be about quantum physics, or the, the quantum physics of actually how to walk through walls, or wherever. They think that's enough, just knowing that. That's not enough. The Celtic saints maybe did not know the science of it, but they did all these things. Like Patrick and a group of people were been hounded by, it must have been the government of the day, the king or whoever it was, and they disappeared. Like, they actually disappeared, and the people who were after them just saw, like, deer, and could not see them, because they disappeared. Like, these people functioned at a much higher level than us. There's another story, and I've told this before, where I think it was one of St. Columba's um, understudies, or whoever, whatever you call it, apprentices, I'm not sure the actual title, but he'd went to an island and had forgotten to take his staff. So St. Columba sat with his staff in his hands on, a, on an island, and just in the spirit, and the, the, the staff was transported to the other island, 
so that his colleague or whoever, whatever his name was could get his staff. They knew how to do this stuff. I, I, I told you the story before, maybe you've heard it, where there was one saint was sitting down to a, a, a meal and the animal had been roasted, cooked and on the plate to eat. But this saint knew that this animal had been mistreated. And from the dinner plate, he raised that animal from the dead. I don't know how that happened. I don't know how it works. But they had such power and authority over creation to such a level they could raise an animal from the dead that was on the dinner plate. I've told the other story of there's many people who were massacred in a lake and the Celtic saint um, emptied the water from the lake, took away the water from the lake, like dried it up supernaturally and raised up the bodies, all of them from the dead at the one time. Like they knew how to change the weather, like physically, uh, instantly, like the, the, the showdown with the druid who was bringing snow in and, and St. Columba would, he would pray and the snow would melt. Or he would usher through his words an earthquake and the fear of God came to the Druids and the king who were trying to kill him. Or another time where one of the Druids struck St. Patrick on the shoulder or something. And St. Patrick and St. Patrick was angry with the angry anger of the Lord. And I can't remember the exact words, but basically through his words, the Druid was lifted up and actually thrown to the ground, struck down, dead. Like they walked in power and authority that we don't have. And we oftentimes settle for just knowledge. We learn all the things about heaven. We learn all the things about the courtrooms. We learn all these things and we think that's the same as walking in it. I think we can make a huge mistake if we think the knowledge of it is the same as actually walking in it. Like, I don't want to just know about the courtrooms. I want to function in them. I don't want to just know about councils in heaven. I want to physically be there. I want to spiritually be there. However it works, I want to be there and I want it to be real. I want it to be manifested. You cannot settle. We must not settle. I think these past 10, 15 years maybe, when there's been all this revelation knowledge being given, all this stuff to do with the mature sonship and how... We have been changed from glory to glory. We are going to rule not just the earth. All creation is groaning for the manifestation of the suns. As creation's not just the earth. That we are going to do all this incredible stuff. But unfortunately we've settled for just the knowledge. Thinking that's enough. If I can just talk about it. That's, that's pretty impressive. Well it's not. It's not impressive. Who's walking in it? I'm challenging all you guys, I'm challenging myself. Who is walking in it? Are we really walking in it? Or is all we've got is some knowledge in our head? We've maybe seen a little thing here and a little thing there. But we're not actually even functioning at the same level as the Celtic saints. Not even, I would dare to say, not even 1%. Not even 1%. Like when St. Columba died, apparently there was a... Uh, a beam of light went up from the abbey and it could be seen for miles and miles and miles around everybody saw it everybody saw it like saint columba when he prayed he, he would there was a he's 
I don't know if it's the apprentice or whatever you call the person who's under him, they would come and watch and under the door they would see the Shekinah glory, the light of God there and the angels surrounding him physically, not in this, not a vision, but they would see this round him. He, he knew how to pray in the secret place. He knew how to go beyond that sacred veil. They knew about thin places where they were actually beyond that veil. They would be communion, communion, fellowshipping with the Lord and with angels. It wasn't just theory. It wasn't just them trying to do it through their imagination. And I'm not against using their imagination. We've got to start somewhere. But what I'm saying is we mustn't settle. Even when you come up to revivals, we think we're beyond that. Listen, I've told this story before. In the Isle of Lewis in the Hebrides in 1949, Duncan Campbell, the revivalist, was preaching in this certain location and he found it really hard. But he looked and there was this young 16-year-old boy who was in the spirit and he knew he was in the spirit. And he asked this young boy to pray. And as this young boy prayed... Like the heavens opened. And four miles away, four miles away, a whole village got saved. Just by the prayer of one young man who was in the spirit. He saw the heavens open. He saw visions of God. But he prayed. And he said, I see power there. Let it loose. Now we think we are walking in all this amazing stuff. When's the last time you saw someone praying and four miles away? A whole village gets saved. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine being in a city where you live, a town, a village, and you're so in the spirit, you're so in a place of authority with God that you pray and a whole village gets saved. We cannot settle. We mustn't think we've arrived. We mustn't think knowledge and revelation is the same as walking in the stuff or walking in the reality of the revelation and knowledge. Revelation and knowledge is amazing, but it must bear fruit to the extent where we begin to walk in the powers of the age to come. We must walk in something greater than the revivals of old. We must walk in something far more powerful than the Celtic saints. But we must also realise and humble ourselves to realise that we are not walking in anything near what they had. And we must learn from them. We must learn from the Celtic saints. I want to learn from St. Patrick and St. Columba. I want to learn what is it they had that we don't. What is it they had? A simplicity of faith is one thing. Holiness is another. The fear of God. Discipline. They would, they would spend time reading the scriptures, reading the Psalms, singing the Psalms. Praying the Psalms. Whatever the secrets are, all I'm saying is this. We need to realise we we cannot settle. We must hunger for more. We must humble ourselves and realise that what we've got, revelation and knowledge, is not enough. Somebody on planet Earth must begin manifesting. True sonship, which is actually Christ-likeness. We must be like him. We must look like him. We must be filled with him. We must be possessed by him. We need to surrender to him. We need to yield to him so that we can walk in something greater than anything the earth has ever seen. This is Stephen McKee and this is Wisdom's Echo.